Where do you even start with a band like Green Day? Uh, it's almost too easy. That's my point. <laughs> my point is, is that there's so much to talk about. I already told you. In 2010, someone changed the main picture on their Wikipedia article to a picture of a vagina, yeah. which I think is offensive to vaginas. Yeah. Because those are awesome. That's true. You don't want to associate something awesome with Green Day. It's totally unfair to vaginas. If you could have sex with Green Day... And not, I don't mean like the guys in the band. If you could have sex with the idea of Green Day, Uh we wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) You can't do that. And they're worthless. Absolutely. From beginning to end. It has not held up very well. They're still fucking doing this. Yeah, that's the creepy part, right? They're 100 years old making music for, uh, for teenagers. They're the ambassadors of guitars. Right. They're just the only option. Right. If you like guitars, you have to like this. You have to like it. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't think I know anybody who actually loves Green Day. Their fucking breakout album is literally called Dookie. Who are you hanging out with where it's like, (laughs) Dookie? I mean, maybe when you were like 12. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm way too old. So if anybody I know was my age and they were like, oh, Green Day's still great, I would genuinely question their mental health. But everyone who liked this at the time was stupid too. I found a Spin Magazine poll. Okay, so the 1996 Spin Magazine Reader's Poll, they voted Green Day the most overrated band of the year over Hootie and the Blowfish, Hole, Pearl Jam, and Michael Jackson. And they were also voted the biggest sellouts in that year. And it's pretty much the same artist on the sellout list, too. But then if you go back to the 1994 Spin Magazine readers poll, Green Day won everything. Who's going to be the artist everyone's talking about the most in 1995? Green Day, number one. Yeah. Are you just doing this yourself? We love this band, and then we're going to hate them in two years. We've got it on our calendar. It's planned out. I think if Green Day had only put out two or three records, we probably wouldn't even be sitting here because I don't think anybody would have cared oh, but yeah. the fact that they're still putting out music they have a Broadway fucking musical <laughs> in the last five years that's why we're talking about Green Day today and everyone thinks the Broadway musical thing means that oh, this band is a sellout now and it's just if you think this band sold out at any point in their career yeah. you're a fucking idiot yeah. because to be a sellout you've got to be one thing and then become a different thing for money. Right. And that is not what happened here. Yeah. They were just... They were never one other thing to begin with. No. They've always just been what they are, I think is what you're trying to I say. I mean, they were yeah. poor. Yeah. If you don't like them because they got a bunch of money, cool. But yeah. like, they sucked. <laughs> they didn't stop sucking in order to get a lot of money. Always sucked. From the beginning to end. Yeah. Well, the nightmare has not ended. As of the recording of this podcast, they're still a band. And they're dicks, man. Bad Religion took Green Day and The Offspring. By the way, let's throw them under the bus, too. Yeah. On tour as opening acts. And when Bad Religion kind of was like trying to come back in the 90s, they asked both those bands, hey, can we get on your tour? And both of the bands said no. And both bands used the same dumb excuse, which was that they wouldn't feel good about a legendary group like Bad Religion opening up for them. Jay Bentley from Bad Religion was like, that's horse shit. Yeah. That is a horror. Like, we asked you. Yeah, exactly. It's not like an insult. It's not like some fucking Clear Channel came in with a festival and, like, wanted to put us on the... We're asking you ourselves. Fucking help us. We helped you. Mm -hmm. Nah, we're good. Yeah. It would not be insulting the band because if they asked, it makes no sense. You get to hang out with your quote-unquote heroes. Do you like these guys or not? No, No, they don't. Because being on tour fucking sucks. If you're on tour and you don't get to choose the bands that you're with, you're just with some random people. Maybe they suck. Maybe they don't. But if you get to take one of your favorite bands on tour with you, why would you just not fucking do that? Because they're Broadway musical writers now. And they want to take the cast of Hamilton on the road with them. I think Billy Joe should have his Twitter account deleted. He's not doing himself or his band any fucking favors at all. He's punk, dude. He's so punk. He called out the Gangnam Style guy. Yeah. 
Psy. Billy Joe called Psy the herpes of music. Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't even really classify Psy as a musician or no. trying to be. It's I mean, just... and he's certainly not taking himself seriously. Yeah. Let the fucking guy do his horse dance. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Right now, I would rather watch Gangnam Style and listen to the oh, fucking song yes. than anything Green Day ever did. Dude, absolutely. Going back and watching old Green Day footage to do this was so... It, was embarrassing yeah. to me because yes, like everyone else, I listened to this at the time. Sure. You had no option. Ten million copies sold. If you wanted to kiss a girl, you had to have a <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong impersonation. That's just all there was to it. In elementary school, I remember a bunch of us sitting around the table seeing who could sing like Billy Joe Armstrong the best. Really? Yeah. And it was when When I Come Around oh was the big song. Yeah. I just imagine a, a bunch of teachers looking at your table and going, what are these kids doing? No, like, they, they were what done the fuck a long time is ago. going on? You have no idea what it's like to teach children, do you? No. These people were checked out years before this. I would have thought something was wrong. I would have been like, there's something wrong with these kids. I expect any member of this band to have a holy shit plastic surgery any fucking day yeah. now. Yeah, sure. 100%. Green Day is one of those bands where there's times when we've done this, we've talked about other bands, where I'm like, oh God, people are going to get so upset. I don't think anyone's going to care about this. And honestly... Unlike some of the other bands where I know some people that I, I'm friends with actively like those bands and they're going to be pissed at me or they're going to say some shit to me. I don't care what anybody says. If somebody's going to come rushing to Green Day's defense, I'm just going to block you automatically on Twitter. I can't imagine it happening. In my life. We're going to get deep into some stuff. I think it's pretty inexcusable to be a fan of this band. If you're yeah. a fan of Green Day, I think that there's a Venn diagram that's not touching yeah. where there are fans of Green Day and then there are fans of music. And music I don't think general. it's possible to actually enjoy music and support what they stand for and we'll get into it is just everything that is against music and I'm not even talking about being punk rock yeah. fuck I don't give a fuck about are you punk or are you not argument right. who fucking cares about pointless. that I'm sure. talking about creativity and music this band is against all of that have you made a Broadway musical uh, have, yeah have how you? do you know have, have you, you ever, have you well, ever okay. done that so here's my favorite thing about that line of argument is have you because if you're saying I can't not like it because I've never done it right I can say you can't like it because you've never done it. Right. You have no fucking clue if it's good or not because you've never done it. I mean, yeah. same logic. Let's go. True, yeah. I wasn't aware until looking into it for this because I definitely stopped paying attention to this shit a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Green Day started a fake band where they wear masks to disguise their true identities and to make different music. At some point, they were just so bored with themselves the network. The network, yeah. And I guess some guys in Devo are in it, which fucking shame on you. They are. There are members of Devo. They play under a fake stage names. And I found an interview where some journalist is like, so, uh, are you going to come clean right now and admit that this is you? And Billy Joe's like, and I'm paraphrasing. This isn't right. a direct quote. Right, right, he's, right. He's all, no, fuck those guys. Trying to start a fake feud. With his fake, with fan, fake fan, with himself in yeah. the media. Yeah, that's really funny if you think about it that way. He's starting a fight with himself. This dude has some maybe some problems. I think so. Maybe yeah. he has some serious, deep-seated problems. And maybe naming two albums after taking a shit is a good uh, inkling of that. What was the other one besides Dookie? Well, Kerplunk. Oh, I guess so. I guess maybe I'm fucked up, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that Dookie and Kerplunk... If they had done a third one, it would have been a yeah. trilogy, like the bullshit trilogy they put yeah. out in like, 2012, 2012 or something. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know about that either. I didn't either. <laughs> and then I found that fucking song yeah. that I sent to you. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Okay, if you really legit love Green Day yeah. and you're still you need hung up this. on it, just please pause this. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Definitely don't pay for this. 
Uh, go to YouTube, anywhere where you can get something for free, and listen to this song called Fuck Time by yeah. Green Day. And please understand that they're not joking. Yeah. It's the fucking second song on this album. You don't put the joke song as the second song on the album. No. It's called Fuck Time. It's the last song. It's just straight up fucking, I'm obsessed with 80s sunset strip hair metal. This is a song about fucking. It's fuck time. I'm going to choke you till you turn blue. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do something till we're both paralyzed. It's really weird. It's so bad that I... Wouldn't have been shocked if it was on their first record. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like well, it was like, like oh god, this is bad, but this is maybe their first record. And their, the hidden track, on right? It. Right? Yeah. Oh, we're just gonna throw this on there as track number thirteen for all you young kids. You know, it'd be like the the silence after the final track, and then it would be this song. It's not though, and it's it, a song that they just put out a couple years ago, just a few years as ago. adults, and like as in, grown men that have been in a band for twenty plus years. They wrote this song. And it's in that trilogy, which so they stupid. so they put out an album in September, an album in November, an album in December. So it's stupid. like, bros, seriously, fucking chill. Yeah, chill the fuck out. This is the take a fistful of spaghetti, throw it at the walls, and hopefully there's a fucking hit in there. Yeah, hopefully there's something in this that will make the world care about our band again. Yeah, and they must have had some indication that wasn't going to happen because four days before the release of the first album in the trilogy is when Billy Joe had that epic meltdown right. on stage. And you could say, yeah, he was drunk and stressed out about low projected sales. Or you could say uh, he did it to get everyone talking about Green Day right before the first one of these pieces of shit dropped. Yeah, we don't know the whole story, but never doubt what people will do for publicity. And not to say that some people don't have legitimate problems. Well, I'm sure he does. Sure. But you have to at least think maybe for a second that this was just a publicity stunt to raise awareness for records that were about to, it was four days before the release. It's a possibility. You and I have every right to be cynical about anything this band does. Absolutely. For a lot of the reasons we're going to get into, it's undeniable there is some fuckery going on at every step of the way with this band. This trilogy, which if you're in a band, never fucking do this. Double discs are also... Yeah, just don't fucking do don't that. Don't do it. Cut off off your b-sides and put out a goddamn album yes seriously sift through i'm not going to name the band well because we'll probably trash them at some point but i just listened to a band's new record yesterday yeah it's not nobody would know did you just really do that maybe, maybe maybe you would i don't know i'm not going to say who it was but the first song is like 15 seconds long and it actually has a title it's actually called a song there's nothing in this song it's just noise that's a play on spotify bro that's i think so that too is. that might yeah. literally this is how cynical i've gotten doing this for so long the first thing that popped in my head was well that counts as a full play and that was 18 seconds of noise that's what's up if you're in a band just don't fucking do that don't put out double discs don't put out three cds in three months it's just dumb if you're not Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd, fucking chill. No, very, very, very few people can pull it off. So I realize some people might not even know what this meltdown was. Basically, there is a clock showing how much time they had left in their festival set, which is fucking standard. Right. This is not a headlining show. Yeah, we've got a tight ship to run. Right. Get on stage. Get fucking off stage. Let's keep the shit on schedule. And I saw some people say that someone, Usher, might have gone over his set before them or whatever. That's how it goes. It's a festival show. It's fucking not about you. It's right. just not about you. So Billy Joe's, he looks up and sees the countdown clock, says he's got a minute left, and he just throws a tantrum. It's so embarrassing to watch. It, he's some shit. Uh, I've been around since 1980 fucking eight. Like that means anything to anyone in this crowd. He starts yelling about how he's not Justin Bieber.
whatever, blah, blah, blah. D- dude, just get your shit together. Handle your shit. Also, yeah. you are Justin Bieber. Yeah, you're acting like exactly like that. Right now, yeah. you are making yourself Justin Bieber. Yes. And my favorite part out of all of this, though, I don't know how long it's been since you watched it. I just went back and watched it before doing I, this. I didn't I didn't actually. I, I remember it, but I didn't actually. I, I can't only do so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can only suffer through so many fucking videos. Well, this is worth watching. This is one of the worst aspects of what we do. I watched a bunch of videos and listened to music. I can't go back and watch everything. Of course, Billy Joe takes his guitar off and smashes it. So the whole time he's been doing this, the other two guys in the band were just watching him throw this whole fit. And yeah. So Billy Joe takes the guitar off, smashes it on the stage, and then Mike Durnt takes his bass off and also smashes it on the stage. Like, yeah, man, me fucking too. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you mad about now? This guy's throwing a completely illegitimate tantrum. But I guess that solidarity is cool. Right. He said, you're not going to give me one fucking minute. You've got to be fucking kidding me. In more recent interviews, Billy Joe has even said shit about his own band. I found some quote where he said, uh, here it is. Sometimes I think we've become totally redundant because we're this big band now. We've made a lot of money. We're not punk rock anymore. But then I think about it and just say, you can take us out of a punk rock environment, but you can't take the punk rock out of us. Yeah, well. In 2013, Billy Joe Armstrong made an album with fucking Nora Jones of Everly Brothers covers. What? Well, and see, this is what people pigeonhole themselves by once you label yourself punk. I always get weird about labels, but they're so quick to label themselves punk rockers or... I couldn't care less about if someone wants to... If you want to call yourself punk, that's fucking fine. I really don't care. You're just signing yourself up for a headache to call yourself punk. That's the rest of your life you're going to have to argue about it. Yes, you're better off never... Don't even say the word. No, we play pop rock music. Don't say even you play punk music. They put an album out last year called Revolution Radio. I bet that is so punk. Again, old men making music for teenagers. The title track has a line that says anti-social media in it. Like social media, anti-social media. This is what happens when your dad makes music. This Seriously, that is something that like my dad would say. You know they tried to make a hashtag out of that on Twitter. They had to. Hashtag anti-social media. Sponsored posts. That had to be a thing. Also, I listened to some of it and it sounds exactly like that band American Hi-Fi, if you remember that band at all. You're not supposed to rip off the bands that ripped off your rip-off band. Right. That's way too postmodern for you guys sure let's just fucking go back to the beginning and break this shit down okay from the beginning let's go back from day one why is he singing like that i don't know because he can't sing i mean it's punk so that's not relevant yeah but is it punk we're not gonna talk about that it's self-proclaimed it's self-proclaimed punk (laughs) it's self-proclaimed punk okay so here's what's weird about the way he sings and it's also the way he talks god i'm trying to think what do you tell me more about what you think what do you mean about how he sings british accent oh okay 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 but when he talks in between songs on stage when he's talking i went back and watched some of the footage from woodstock 94 where they had the big uh, mud fight Uh with the audience yeah 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 yeah, and in between songs he's got one way of speaking and then as soon as he kicks into a song, it's just, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, he's from Oakland, California. Born in Oakland and raised in Rodeo. I think he thinks punk rock is British, Mark. Yeah. Punk rock was invented in America, friends. Yeah. MC5, The Stooges, New York Dolls. These are the first punk bands. Well, I think everyone thinks like the Sex Pistols were like the first I mean, ones. they're not. Even, even if you want to say, okay, this really annoys me. People call the bands that I just listed proto-punk, but that just means first punk. Meaning they are the original punk. And they the people like who say that it. will say that the Ramones were the first punk band. Right, right, so right, right, right. Still. We're still here. Still yeah. from America. Why is there an obsession? You're right. I think they're, God, now that you say that. It's, it's like, not as bad as Tom DeLonge from right. Blink-182. That is a whole fucking different ball game. I wouldn't yeah. even call that a fake British accent. I don't know what that guy's doing. 
But it's so weird. And that's why I don't understand why anyone could think that this band sold out just from the beginning. Yeah. To think that this band sold out is to admit that you don't know dick about music history. Sure. I was going to say it would be a sellout since day one. It's a copy of a copy. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone thinks that they sold out with the yearbook song. High School Graduation, I Hope You Had the Time of Your Life song. Yes, of course. Well, okay, first of all. Biggest song of high school late 90s. sucks. And anyone who gets sentimental when they hear that song and it makes them think about high school or anyone who got sentimental when they played it at the presentation at the end of the year assembly or whatever, just you're a fucking loser. Can you imagine thinking that high school really was the time of your life? No. I know. What is this song actually about? This is not about high school. Well, it's another one of those songs where it's the band's biggest song. Right. Everyone loves it the most. Very and, common. Uh, okay, so as far as what the song is really about, the song is about his punk girlfriend breaking up with him and moving to fucking Ecuador right. to get away from him. Nothing about high school. They signed their major label deal and the punk club, Gilman Street or whatever it's called, Gilman, that they came up in, uh -huh. bans them. As soon as they ink that major label deal, because automatically they're not what they're pretending to be anymore. Uh -huh. And so everyone has an issue with that. And then his girlfriend is one of these people who has an issue with it. She moves to Ecuador to get away from him. She says she doesn't want to live in a country that's got McDonald's. Right. And so now she associates him with McDonald's, I guess. And that really fucked with him. So he wrote a song about it. Every, anyone who thinks that this song means Green Day sold out, just go back and listen to Dookie and listen to When I Come Around and tell me there's anything super punk rock about that song. It's way mellow. Right. It's radio friendly as fuck. I mean, there's... It's just pop music. It's nothing it really punk is. about... It's just pop with music, with and then, guitars. And, uh, so then that's another thing people will say is they'll tell you that it's, well, it's pop punk. It's supposed to be catchy. Right. Well, sorry, on December 31st Whatever. of 2015 or December 31st of 2014, Billy Joe tweeted uh, his resolution for the coming year was to destroy the term pop punk because he hates it. Right. So you don't get to use that excuse because the band hates that excuse. Yep. The band kind of dropped off, didn't have a lot of hits, and then they came out with this American Idiot album, and everyone acted like it was a resurrection of Green Day. Like, oh, this man's back on the map. They don't want to be an American idiot. <laughs> that song is so stupid. I went back and listened to it, and wow, just wow. I'm so glad they made this album, you know, to speak out about politics and make a difference in the world, because now we have the world that we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, Green Day put out this amazing life-changing record. It, it changed so many people's minds about everything. And then uh, decided to take that to Broadway. How does that happen? Like the next step from being a quote-unquote punk band is to go from making shitty music to now making a shitty Broadway play. I don't know how that happens. I don't either. I don't understand. Who thought it was a good idea? Okay, well, their fans found out that Green Day was going to make a punk rock opera. And they were horrified, obviously. As they should be. And started talking about it on the Green Day message boards. Guess what Green Day did? Green Day message boards. Yeah, the official website, Green Day message yeah, boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking deleted their message board. Because censorship, there's just nothing more punk rock than censoring people. Yeah. Look, dude, maybe they should have listened to their fans. If people love the band so much that they're on their fucking message board, I didn't even know existed. If they're pissed off, upset about it, and shitting on it, maybe you should listen. They took the time to create a fucking username and sign up for your shitty message board. Maybe you should listen to what they have to say. Because yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm making a fucking podcast and shitting on everything you have to say. These are the only people who care about hey what guys, you're doing. Hey guys, exactly. How do you think about us putting out a, a, a rock opera? Oh no, fuck you. 
oh, well, no, fuck these guys. Delete it. Delete the whole fucking thing. Do you realize that they probably broke up long distance relationships yeah. from people who were having uh, cyber boyfriends and girlfriends through the message board? And I don't know how long ago this was, but they probably didn't have any other way to contact each other except through direct messages. And Green Day just fucked those people's lives up. Yeah. How many lives has Green Day ruined? Uh, we're not even done yet. They blew their load doing this, by the way, because now they can't do it with Donald Trump. They should have held out I for know. the real one. Yeah. All they can do now is they get chants going at their concerts, like no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA or some uh -huh. shit like that. Yeah. And he'll take pot shots at him on Twitter. But it's so clearly he, just yeah. an attempt to get exactly. Donald Trump to recognize them. Do you know how much Green Day would love it if Donald Trump would tweet some shit about Green Day like he tweeted about Rosie O'Donnell or whatever? And revitalize their flailing career. And make no mistake. I mean, we talked about the Sex Pistols earlier. That was a completely fabricated band. They couldn't play their instruments. Right. You can say all that and you would be right. But guess what else they did? They put out a song called God Save the Queen in which on fucking record on their album, they called the British monarchy a fascist regime and they were banned from radio. Yeah. Banned from radio. Do you know who you will never, ever, ever hear do that? Green Day. Green Day will never do that because their great big political statement, American Idiot, there are two songs out of the 13 songs on this album that are even political at all. And then there's still a quote from Trey Cool who told a newspaper that he hoped it would be enough to influence young people to vote Bush out of office. Guess what? That did not happen. Yeah. Reelected. Yep. Reelected. I mean, really, if you're in a band and you think that you need to make a political statement, go back, find some Spotify playlist or something of all the music that came out when George W. Bush was the president. And yeah. just think about what your opinion of the world today is. I'm yeah. assuming you're liberal if you're siding with Green Day. Green sure. Day's vaguely anti-establishment, you know, quote-unquote politics. Look at the world that you're in today. Look at how fucking angry you are. Yeah. Now go back and look at all of the artists who spoke out to make a difference and really affect change in the world. Shut the fuck up. But then he's got the balls to, to go on and talk about how uncool it is to have two or three corporations running everything. Like when a big electronic store moves to town and puts a local indie record shop out of business or whatever, this fucking album came out on Reprise Records, yeah, which is owned by Warner Music Group, one of the big three record companies. Major label. Universal, Sony, Major. Warner Music Group. So yeah, tell me more about how <laughs> uncool it is that three companies own everything. They're sticking it to the man. We're sticking it to the man by putting a record out on their label. The female character on this album is named What's-Her-Name, which yeah. I'm pretty sure does not pass the Bechtel test. What's-Her-Name. But it's cool because Kathleen Hanna did guest vocals on a song, so, uh, you know, well, they got the cred. <laughs> there you go. And they didn't know how to end the story, so they decided to leave it up to the listener's imagination, which is another way of saying they're literally too stupid to do the thing they decided they were going to do. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Did you ever watch it? No, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know how that plays out on stage on Broadway. Yeah. If you don't know how to end yeah what how does it end well this is the hard part is i actually had to suffer through it what yes how did you not tell me this i i went to this musical uh with uh, uh ex-girlfriend of mine is that why you broke up yes we broke up that <laughs> night i don't remember to be honest with you and i'm literally sitting here racking my brain like was i stoned or was i drunk and i don't think i was either but I actually suffered through the entire thing. I mean, there was nothing memorable about it. I mean, the, the people that are in it are fine. It's not the bad actors or something or what, singers. Was it's it when just it came here? Story. Yes, yeah, okay. here in Nashville. I don't know how it ends. I don't remember <laughs> anything about it. Legit. Well, you'll, you'll get a chance to refresh your memory because in 2016, HBO greenlit a movie 
version of yeah. it. They're going to make a movie out of this whole yeah. shit. Well, you know what we should do? We should have a contest where uh, one of us has to watch it. We'll rock, paper, scissors. Man. I'm not watching. I mean, we should do something. For what? I what? don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Why? Well, like, I think Billy Joe's going to star in it, man. You got to be dead sober, too. I don't want to risk that. No drinking. Well, I'm definitely no not watching it sober. <laughs> you have to. That's out of the you question. You can't even take an Adderall. Or you can't take an Advil is what I was going to say. You can't even no. take an Advil. This is a dumb fucking dare that I would have agreed to in middle school <laughs> when I listened to Green Day. Not doing it. Yeah. I almost texted you and said that I didn't want to do this episode uh, just because there are some bands that I don't think... It's not that they don't deserve it. Right. If people like it, they're obviously dumb. Yeah. It feels like punching down. Yeah. You know? Like the Beatles. You know, if... Yeah. If, if you like... Yeah. If that's your favorite band, wow, you're stupid. Yeah. But it's just so stupid. But this is a lot like that where I'm just, okay, clearly if you like Green Day, you're not even marginally aware of the history of pop music. Right. I mean, the, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams song is Wonderwall. Yes. It's the Wonderwall chord progression, which is easily one of the biggest smash pop hit singles huge, in history, huge I would say. Yeah, don't worry. We'll Just, talk about Oasis. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, and I love Noel Gallagher. Sure. This podcast, we should have a segment. Yeah. Noel Gallagher has talked shit about this band because yeah. I will give you a Noel quote every chance that I get. Sure. I might even have one for this episode. I don't remember. I do. I do. Noel Gallagher told Stuff Magazine about this ripping off Wonderwall thing. He said they should have the decency to wait until I'm dead. I at least pay the people I steal from. Um, that courtesy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I gotta appreciate the the openness. Direct. This is a uh, two four one five chord progression. This is right. Wonderwall, straight right. up Wonderwall. Same which, arrangement, which, even. Which is something. Which is like I feel like a chord progression. If you buy a guitar, you get a guitar as a gift. It's one of like the word like first things that everyone fucking learns. Yeah. Bust out your guitar, like listen to this little thing I wrote, and it's <laughs> always fucking Wonderwall's in the top three things that everyone learns. It's a meme. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. So he sat down and ripped off Wonderwall and made it a, it's, an even it's, shittier song. It's also the same chord progression from Nickelback's This Is How You Remind Me. So that's what I heard one of them in public and I couldn't listen to the other one on my phone because I'm not a rude piece of shit and I don't play music loudly in public on my phone. That's something else we can talk about some other time. Uh, <laughs> And so, uh, but I just went on my Facebook and said, hey, I can't listen right now. Are Nickelback's This Is How You Remind Me and Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams, are those the same song? Yeah. And someone immediately replied with a link to a mashup that someone had done. Yeah. It's, it's so much better than both songs. Yeah. <laughs> just because of the, the perfect... of the joy yeah. in realizing that these bands are so unoriginal that they just all rip each other off. Yeah. It is crazy when you listen to it. But this isn't the only time. No. This is not the only time that Green Day has been stealing people's songs. This is what I want to close with. Here we go. Because it's possible that Green Day has stolen more songs than Led Zeppelin. This is a good list. So here is presumably a partial list, and it's going to take me a minute to read this. Which, which, you know, too... this is just the list that someone compiled. No, no, I compiled this. Right. So, but if you you compiled it, I'm saying if you were to like actually sit down and suffer through every song, I can't. No. I bet you this list doubles. I'm sure. If you knew, because that's the thing, you're a young broke band and you get signed to a major label deal and you don't know dick about how to play your instrument or how to write right. songs or anything. You so steal them. What are you gonna do? Of course, that's what you're gonna do. All right. Here's the list. Warning is picture book by the Kinks. She's a Rebel is Boxcar by Jawbreaker. Scattered is Sister Golden Hair by America. American Idiot is Double Whiskey Coke No Ice by Dillinger 4. Only of You is the chorus of Standing in the Rain by Husker Du. 
Hold On is I Should Have Known Better by The Beatles. Brutal Love is so clearly Sam Cooke's Bring It Home to Me that Green Day actually had to give Cooke a writing credit on the song. I'm going to take a break to take a breath. It's so fucking amazing. Misery is Alabama's song, which is The Doors covering Brecht. The City of the Damned section of Jesus of Suburbia is Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. The East 12th Street section of Homecoming is French Song by Joan Jett. Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is Main Offender by The Hives. 21 Guns is Telephone Line by Electric Light Orchestra. And Waiting is Downtown by Petula Clark. So there you go. What the fuck? Maybe that's what he thought punk was when he was growing yeah. up. Was All like, this belongs to me now. Right, exactly. This is what punk rock is, right? I just steal everyone else's songs. If Green Day is punk, they're the punk who you don't leave your backpack with when Still you go somewhere. Steal your shit. What the, if your favorite band is Green Day, your favorite band sucks. Your favorite band sucks. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Please subscribe to the podcast. Doesn't matter if you love it or hate it or some weird combination of both because you're a freak like that. You listened this far, so you got something out of it. Subscribe to the podcast and we'll keep giving it to you. I like to have a little extra tidbit for people who listen all the way to the end. Sometimes I probably won't, but so far there's usually something I forgot to say in the episode. This time, I forgot to talk about the fact that according to the internet, I'm taller than Mike Durnt. I'm 5'11", so that was pretty weird for me to find out. Anyone else who grew up seeing this band on TV, you probably also assumed, like me, that Mike Durnt was some kind of giant, but it's because he's always standing next to Billy Joe Armstrong, who I guess must just be the tiniest little man. Also, I am not sorry for saying you're a loser if you sit around and get sentimental thinking about high school. Someone had to tell you, and it's for your own good. You should be finding a way to make your future better than your past. Nostalgia is a trap. You haven't peaked. Live for tomorrow. Okay, speaking of nostalgia being a trap, next week on the podcast, Mark and I are jumping back a couple decades to talk about one of the worst bands to ever get a record deal. Of course, I'm referring to the band that gave us Sting, and that band is The Police. Fuck The Police. Some of you are probably too young to ever even have heard of The Police. I think that's awesome, and I'm jealous of you. I wish I'd never heard of them, but I have, so next week you get to listen to me and Mark talk about it.